Hey y'all, it's me, Nakasaria with CE Talks, the Black Entrepreneur's Mid-Month Motivation. And today I am sitting down with Brooke Jones of HBCU Dogs. And I am so excited to have her. This is another business that I have personally supported. We have a Hampton cheerleader doll and two Hampton teddy bears uh, for both the kitties. So I am pretty excited to have her here to talk and share some of her information. So, Brooke, how are you? I am well. I am well. Thank you for having me. Good, good. Um, So just tell us a little bit about yourself. What schools did you go to? Um, what got you into the HBCU doll? Just give us a little backstory. Sure. So I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. I am married and have two sons. I went to Hampton University, which was one of the best decisions of my life. Moved to New York a little bit after school, was in the finance banking area, uh, you know, area. And then decided I wanted to get into merchandising. At the time, I wanted to get into fashion merchandising, but I ended up moving back to Dallas and got into merchandising and through a turn of events, ended up being a buyer for an amusement company. So I bought everything from candy to teddy bears, video games, you name it. <clears throat> and I did that for over a decade. Um, and then um, COVID hit. I was at home. I was um, furloughed. And my good friend, who's also a Hampton alum, wanted, you know, her daughter was having her first birthday and I wanted to get her a very special gift because she's a miracle child. And, and, you know, it was during COVID. I wasn't going to see her. They live in the DC area. And I was like, oh, it would be great to send her a Hampton doll. So, you know, I went online to look for one and was shocked that I couldn't find it. I'm like, surely there's HBCU dolls out there. I know I've seen them, but I was mistaken. And at that time, I decided, you know, why don't I create this? And so I started doing it from home. Uh, well, I made my friend one for her daughter's birthday, sent it to her, and uh, she posted it online. And from there, I started getting orders, and I was making them and doing it from home. And somebody reached out to me and was like, hey, I love what you're doing. Could you, could you use any resources, you know? I see this going really far. Would you really like to scale the business? And um, and that was Purpose Toys. And I said, absolutely. And the rest is history. Oh, my goodness. Just you found a need and filled it. I love hearing stuff like that because we don't have a lot of dolls, especially those uh, the HBCU dolls. And for everyone that does not know already, because I'm sure that I tell everyone, but I also went to Hampton. Um, so it was great to find out that Brooke was a Hampton alum. I was so excited. I love my fellow Hamptonians, far, close, everything. And it's another reason why I was definitely made sure that I supported HBCU doll. Thank um, you, thank you. Oh, of course. Now, you mentioned Purpose Toys. Are they Black-owned as well? They are Black-owned. It's owned by Dee Dee Wright Ward. And her mission is to center and celebrate communities of color. So she actually started the uh, fashion doll line, which is the same size as a Barbie doll called My Naturalistas, that really the mission is to uh, celebrate natural hair. And it's doing extremely well. 
And then she recently just uh, launched My Latinistas for the Latin community as well. So she is Black-owned, but she's very motivated to support all communities of color and represent all disenfranchised communities and underserved and represented communities in the toy space. So grateful to have connected and uh, met her because she's been uh, just a valuable resource and we would not be in, I would not be in retail without her. Okay. Now I feel, I feel like I knew that because my daughter also has the natural Naturalista's bust. Oh, uh, with, yes. the, with the curly hair, and we have the little uh, the doll that's the same size as a Barbie. She has the purple one with the fro. I can't remember her name. Yeah, part gorgeous. of what I do for Christmas, literally in December, I walk through Target, Walmart, and I make sure that I find all the black-owned toys. And that's how I found them recorded. Of course, I had to support and purchase. So it's really great um, that you all were able to connect. And if she has that type of umbrella where she is working with other black owned businesses and helping everyone reach the heights that she knows that they can. And I, that is something that is great. And I love all that support. Maybe I can talk to her next. Um, yes. but I She's love it. That lady is super busy. She works some. She is such an inspiration. Her work ethic is like no other, but you can definitely, you know, try and reach out to her. Yes. I love that. All right. So next we're going to do Mirror, Mirror, A Rosebud and Thorn. Um, And with this activity, you get to choose which one. And the purpose of these two games is to basically just uh, be a little open and honest about your experience as an entrepreneur. So mirror, mirror, it goes a little bit more in depth where you're literally theoretically standing in front of a mirror and you're looking at yourself and you're talking, well, your business. And you are basically just giving us your obstacles first because I love to end on a positive note. So we talk about all the obstacles that you've gone through, some things that maybe were a little rough, some rough patches, some humps that you had to overcome, how you overcame those. And then you get into the positive part of your journey as an entrepreneur. Um, With Rosebud Thorn, you uh, just give us roses, your positive Bud are your new ideas, products, anything that you plan on launching soon. And then Thorn are some obstacles that you have to overcome during your entrepreneur journey. So, Brooke, which one do you pick? I will do Rose Bud Thorn. All right, perfect. So um, let's start off with your Rose, which again is a positive experience that you had as an entrepreneur. So I'm taking one step back. I didn't mention when I was talking about myself you know, initially I wanted to be in fashion merchandising, but somehow ended up in toy buying amusements and for 10 years loved it. And I always wondered, how did I get here? How did I get here? And then when I started this brand, I realized that was, I did that for 10 years to prepare me for starting a doll brand. So it's just kind of funny how you take these paths in life and not really knowing that they're leading to something bigger. So just wanted to throw that out there. And then even though I'm a boy mom, I'm a lifelong doll lover. I've never been a diehard collector, but my mother and I always loved dolls and she would kind of collect dolls a little bit. And I had tons of dolls growing up. And so it's it's just funny how those kind of interests and experience collide to create this brand. But I would say the rose would be 
partnerships I've made and the relationships, meeting purpose toys at a point when my demand was greater than my supply. I was running out of resources. This is during 2020, the height of COVID. So it was tough getting anything during that time. But I was, you know, knowing that this had a bigger purpose than I realized that it was really growing, that it had a lot of potential and not really knowing how to take it there or to scale the business. And, you know, that's the power of social media, power of the internet. They found me and was able to connect and form that partnership. And so I think that's the rose is not letting my ego prevent me from allowing help. I was honest enough to say that I couldn't do it on my own and was willing to accept the the partnership to take this brand where it could go and have more meaning to affect more people because I knew that it was bigger than me. So I think that would be the rose for me. Also, uh, just to see the feedback that I've received from children and also adults and the positive way it's impacted people, how that representation is just so important to them. That has really, really been the rose of it all. Okay. And just to kind of add a little bit to that, I really like what you said about not letting your ego prevent you from connecting with someone that was able to just bring your brand further because you realized it was bigger than you. And that's yeah. one of the things that I try to talk to like my friends when they're trying to do businesses and it's, it's okay to outsource because you can't do everything. Some things are just not in your ministry and that's okay. Exactly. That is okay because there's someone out there that that is their passion. That's what they like to do. They've been doing it. They have the experience and it's just easier to just alleviate all of the obstacles, the beginnings, the bumps, the errors, when you have somebody else that's been doing it, they can just take all that away and you can just start off on a smooth and journey um, with what you're doing. And I think that that's really a plus and just words to everyone out there. Sometimes you do have to drop that ego and it's okay. Resources mm-hmm. are everything. Networking, again, is very important. You never know where you're going to meet somebody that can help and it's okay to reach out and say, hey, can you help me? And let's not just do away with the barter system, you may be able to help that person too. So it's okay to discuss even just bartering services if needed, but definitely be open to someone lean on, else. Lean on your network. Even in the beginning, just, um, you know, my logo was created by a friend, you know, just coming up with names. I bounced it off of, you know, my my good friends from Hampton who has, you know, different marketing backgrounds. So even from the beginning, I leaned on my network of my friends. So a friend of mine did my head, you know, head photographer for photography. So you always have to lean on your network and ask for help when you need it. And that's my circle of influence. And I'm, uh, my circle of influence episode, I sit down with a, right now it's just been myself and two people in my circle of influence that I like to call my committee. And I just love to hear you bring up the fact that you also lean on your circle, your people. And I feel like that is major, especially with the business. You Sometimes you have to separate your personal circle from your business circle. And that's OK, because not everybody in your personal life is going to be good for your business and vice versa. So it's good to hear that you were able to really just lean on your circle of influence and get help with your logo and your photos and things like that. So I 
I love to hear it. Um, so now we've done our roles, but what are some new products? Tell us something new that's going on with you. So this is such an exciting time for HBCU dolls. We have two new schools who that have arrived at Target. I don't know if you've seen them. We haven't announced on social media yet, and we have a press release coming out soon, so I can't say too much. But I will say we have two new schools that are available online at Target.com. And um, they should be on Amazon.com within the next couple of weeks as well. Um, but I know they're on Target right now. And we also have a new doll at Walmart. Oh. One that people have been asking for. I got a lot of messages and comments. So you should do this doll. You should do. And, you know, it was already in the works, but so we heard you and it's at Target and we're starting to get a lot of positive feedback on that. She's adorable and she's named after my niece. So, (laughs) yeah, it was fun picking all all the names have a different meaning. So, or the names of the dolls are people close in my life. So that's been fun too. And then Sam's. We announced that Sam's has been very underestimated. Sam's, my people love Sam's. Didn't know it. Glad, glad about it. That's been a great uh, retail partner. So uh, our our doll gift set with the doll and the graduation cap and gown is in Sam's. Uh, it landed early July, so that's been doing really well. And that's that's really it right now. So the two new schools that are on Target.com and the new doll that's ex- exclusive to Walmart. And that'll be announced on our social media pretty soon and press release going out. But yeah, definitely exciting time um, right now. And we're grateful to be expanding the brand. No, that doesn't always happen. So we're truly, truly grateful for that. And hope you guys love it and continue to support us. Okay, I love that. So the two new dolls are for two other schools. Mm-hmm. Okay, now with the schools, do you have to go through licensing with them? I do. Yep. Okay. Do licensing with them. So, okay. yep. And I heard that was the process in itself. It is. Okay. It is. That was I had to learn. That was. <laughs> uh, but again, I reached out to some other HBCU companies to get. Um, you know, insight on how to do that. And uh, other have reached out to me on, you know, how to do it. So HBCU entrepreneurs have, you know, met each other. We've met each other through social media and asking, how did you do this? How did you do that? And that's been a great community to be a part of and lean on and help out too. But yeah, it is a process. Once you get over that initial hurdle, it's easy to kind of add schools and stuff, but that the initial hurdle is was pretty tough, but but it's always good to make sure you know to be supporting the schools, you know. So yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, just to be a little nosy here, I know you can't give me all the, but this okay. doll exclusive to Walmart. Is this a different type of doll, or is she still a school doll? So she's part of our core line. So you know we have oh. Alyssa. Well. Everybody calls her Alyssa, but the real person, my cousin, is Alisa, but um, the cheerleader. Right. We have Nicole, the homecoming queen. We have Hope, the student body president. And now we have another doll who is another 
main um, personality that you would find on an HBCU campus. Mm, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. My brain is, I'm, I'm wondering. Okay. Are we going to get yeah. into sororities? You know, that's not on in the pipeline right now. Okay. Not, not opposed to it, but, you know, it's a lot of work to be done. You know, I think there's a and lot more about the schools that we can introduce the world to before we go down that path. I see. Okay. I was just trying to figure it out. Ben knows it. No, I'm the person that has to open their Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve. My husband hates it. I just can't. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to wait. I'm going to make sure that I, I am on Instagram to see the release and to know which new dog you're released. I'm excited for you. Cause yeah, I have the cheerleader. Okay. Yeah, cheerleader in my office at home. I, my daughter, she's only four and I want to, I don't know. She's still a little rough with stuff. So yeah. I got the doll and they got the teddy bear. Not letting the girls play with them. And, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting how everybody has their own take on it. So (laughs) not yet. Not yet. And I wanted one too. So we'll just later on down the line, she can get one for herself. Mm -mm, Not yet. So she sits on the shelf in my office at home and she's just adorable. Oh, thank you. Okay. And so Thorne, I know you spoke a little bit on one, but uh, were there any other obstacles that you faced on your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, well, the, the toys, so coming into the toy business, it's a tough b- business to kind of break into because it's an expensive, the setup costs, the tooling, the manufacturing, you know, safety testing, there's a lot that goes in it. It's just not, you know, starting a bakery where you can get ingredients and bake a cake and sell it. Or, you know, it's a very, um, it's a lot of resources to get started. Um, so that, that's can be overwhelming for sure. And that's why I'm so grateful for my partners who had those finance, uh, manufacturing connections and not to mention everything's produced in China as well. So you have that barrier. So, you know, that, that can be tough. It's not an easy business to break into, but that's why, you know, there's just a handful of major toy companies out there who make majority of all the toys because it's not easy. It's, it's very expensive. So that, that's the thorn I'd say, but been grateful to kind of be able to get over those obstacles with the help of purpose toys. Okay. All right, so the gem here is, guys, connect with somebody that may be more resourceful than you, and it's okay. Because, again, Purpose Toys came through, and I'm glad that they were able to connect with HBCU Dolls, who have this great representation in these stores, and also open the conversation and the floor about HBCUs. Because even now, in 2023, it amazes me how many people still don't really know what an HBCU is. Even Black people. There's some that are still are confused or don't know exactly what it is. So I'm glad that we are, that you uh, were able to come together to put this out there in these major retailers. And it's very exciting and just very exciting. I love to hear it. I didn't realize, you know, being from Texas, I've known about, you know, I've known about, HBCUs my whole life. So, you know, I, I didn't realize how regional it was until later on. So we're, we're excited to be able to share the magic of HBCUs with everyone and bring it to the forefront all over the country and make sure that our children know about them and the history and the legacy. Yeah, because I'm, well, my mom went to uh, Virginia Union. 
Oh, okay. so I knew that I wanted to go to school in Virginia, but I just didn't want to go there. So I didn't want to do exactly what my mom did. And so my mom is an AKA, so am I. But at the time I was younger, growing up in the chapter, and there was a woman, I love her to death. She's still one of my favorite people in the entire world. She went to Hampton. <laughs> And it was like, well, that's where I'm going to go. Like, I never went on a college tour or anything, but she went to Hampton and I was going to go to Hampton. Like, I picked Hampton by the seventh grade. I know exactly where I was going. I was counting uh-huh. down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, she that's was so, crazy. yeah, she was a man. Like, I just really love her still as an adult. Um, I still love her. And I knew I wanted to go to Hampton. And that was definitely a space where, I felt comfortable. I went to majority black schools anyway, but just to see some of my friends that that went to all white like high schools and then coming to HBCU and then just even being in the HBC with people that were I didn't have I think one person I graduated high school with came down to Hampton and they left after freshman year. So I was there was nobody I knew. So that was a great time where it was just like I learned who I was. And you're a person that will talk to people. You're a person that are going to make some friends. And that's okay. Networking. My husband hates it. Almost anywhere we go, I know somebody. So I'm I'm still pretty introverted. Um, Launching this brand has really grown me in that area. Um, It's still something I struggled and work work on today. But um, I was extremely shy and quiet growing up. So the fact that I got on a plane by myself, and went to a school in a state I had never seen, never been to, still blows my mind. But I did it. And I'm, it's, ironically, there were people there that I knew that I wasn't expecting. But, you know, I made friends and it was, you know, it really grew me as a person. And it and also it taught me that all Black people are not alike. I didn't, know, I didn't know that Black people skied or did equestrian sports, owned islands. Uh, I I learned a lot, sailed. So, you know, there was a lot of diversity. There's diversity at HBCUs. There's diversity with HBCU within Black people. And I learned that. And it was was such a valuable experience. It definitely is. I I would have to agree with you because I went to, um, while I was there, I ended up connecting with people that were a year older than me. And mm-hmm. everyone I hung out with was from the DMV. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know, that's D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, which has a big presence at Hampton. Absolutely. And because I live so far, I didn't fly home for Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. I ended up going, my first year I went home with one of my friends, with one of my mom's friends that went to Virginia Union with her. I was with him and his family. And then that second year, I got invited by my big sister. You know how big, big sister, little mm-hmm. sister program is at uh, Hampton. So I went home with my big sister, and it's been a wrap ever since. Like, I, any type of break, any chance, anytime she went home on the weekends, I was going home with her. Mm-hmm. I learned how to crack a crab, like a fresh crab, and how to crack this crab. And her family looked at me like I was the oddball. Like, you don't know how to do that? No. No, I do not. <laughs> I have Lake Michigan as water. There are no crabs in there, okay? I don't know how to crack this thing. And all this work for this little bitty, this meat, this little bit of meat, like, no. But I learned a lot. So just being oh, around yeah. 
her and her family that was from the eastern shore of Virginia. No reception. And we were just out there. And I I loved every bit of it. Like I said, every time she went home, it got to the point where her grandmother was set up. She just knew I was coming home with her. Like, it was that <laughs> serious. And I loved it, though. Just those different connections and being mm-hmm. around all the other Black people from everywhere. Like, in none, you know, major cities, small towns, just being able to connect and be around those people was a great feeling. Learned a lot. Learned a lot about myself again. And um, it was great. And if you all get a chance, send your babies to an HBCU, at least tour the HBCU. And I'm trying to tell you, nobody has a better campus than Hampton does. It is the prettiest thing you've ever seen. Gorgeous. Prettiest (laughs) thing you've ever seen. So now that we talked about that, we're going to get into a break. And during this break, I would love to put you guys on to something new every time. So let me put you on real quick. HBCU Dolls is the world's first doll brand centered around HBCUs. Our mission is to share the magic of HBCUs and encourage higher learning through play. All dolls are available at Walmart, Target, Amazon, and Sam's Club. We also have teddy bears available on Amazon. Please follow us at HBCYOUDOLLS on Instagram. All right. So now that I've put y'all on to something new, we're, we're going to move into a segment I like to call Speak On It. And Speak On It is where you get to tell us a little bit of something. We're just going to do one thing in your industry or field that grinds your gears. Hmm. I think it, I hate to be redundant, but it's, it's just the, the barriers to entry into this, this industry, um, how expensive it is to start a toy brand, the investment you have to put up, it's a lot. And, um, how the bigger companies and corporations kind of really own the market share and it's hard for new and emerging toys to kind of break that space. That's, yeah, it grinds my gears, but it's, you know, par for the course, it's nature of the business. Um, also, the end user of our product is not the one buying it because kids don't have credit, you know, they don't have credit cards. They don't really have money. So it's kind of hard to get uh, all the data you need because the person who's buying it isn't the person typically who's using it, buying it for something else. So market research can be tough. It can be tough to know how, how to really get to that, that, you know, do I market to the mom or do I market to the girl? You know what I mean? And she's the little girl's not on social media. So just trying to figure out the best way to market and reach the appropriate people to expand your brand can be challenging. Yeah. Okay. I definitely get that. Well, both of those. Mm-hmm. Both of those. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I think you do a good job of at least branding and advertising. Right. Especially piques those people that went to HBCUs. I think that's a good start just to put it in their ear. And of course, they pass it on down to the people that are actually using it, which are usually the children. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I love your your animated videos on Instagram. (laughs) I always watch yeah. them. Even if I have to have the sound off because it's the middle of the night, I still like watch them because I think they're pretty cool. Uh, the animated videos. We had a, it's a, a Black-owned con- toy content creator, My Froggy Stuff. She's huge in the toy world. She did our photography she, for 
she did like a year's worth of photography and videos and stuff for us. She's amazing. So very grateful to her. Okay. Well, that's another resource right there. Absolutely. Um, and so now we're going to get into how I met your host. And this is basically where you just tell everybody how we met. And as organic as it is, just tell them how we met. We met on the social medias. <laughs> um, I, I believe uh, I see your post on Instagram, but I think it was a comment on Facebook to where we ended up messaging each other. So, and it's funny, you know, social media can get such a bad rap and can have a negative connotation, but it's such an amazing tool if used effectively and uh, with good intention to meet people, not only personally, but professionally as well. So I'm grateful for it. Always good to connect with people. I try to, you know, read as many of the comments as I can and, you know, respond to people and respond to the messages and, you know, sometimes we have help with our social media. Sometimes it's me doing it, but um, as much as I can, I really like to see what people are saying and how we can, you know, improve what we need to work on. And also the comments are always, you know, the compliments are good and stuff because it, it keeps you motivated on the days that are hard and it reminds you why you do it. So we, the good old Facebook is how we met and I'm grateful for it. Yes. And just to elaborate, because I really networking is a big thing to me, which is something I always mention. And that's why I like this segment is so people can hear how I'm meeting the people that I actually want to talk to. Because as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I have a wish list of podcast guests and I have written it down in my little notebook, which is actually in my passenger seat right now. I didn't grab it with my computer and things, but on my wish list, you are there. Um, because you are a brand and a company that I do support. I have you in my home. Our children have you. And I shared your post about being in Sam's. And you oh. commented and you said, thank you. And I was like, you know what? This is your time. Shoot your shot. <laughs> do it. Just ask. And yep. that's what happened. I said, I want, you know, I put a hat on my website. She responded again. And I said, oh, okay, come on, keep going. And I was like, hey, can I, you know, talk about connecting with you and she said yes and sent her email address and we've connected that way ever since so again guys a closed mouth don't get fed absolutely if you want it sometimes you have to go out of it go for it absolutely yes my late Uh mother always say all they can say is no that's the worst that can happen that's (laughs) the worst that can happen is a no um, so now we're going to take another break and I'm going to put you all on to something else. So here it is. Hey, this is Brittany. And Julius. And we've come to tell you about an amazing experience. Have you ever wanted to go out and just create something of your own while having fun with those around you? Do you love the aroma of an amazing fragrance? Then a black love candle making experience is just what you need. Come enjoy the experience of choosing your very own luxury vessel decadent fragrance and go through the steps of a personalized candle making process where you get to walk away with a unique black box candle made by you for you. Not to mention you get to embrace the vibe of an aesthetically pleasing atmosphere, beautiful art, enchanting music, a selfie center, and did I mention we're BYOB? Yes, you can also enjoy your drink of choice while making your black box candle. So if you're in the mood for self-care, date night, corporate team building, or celebrations of all kinds, Come Come check check out out Black Black Lux Lux Candles, Candles. located at 1252 North Milwaukee Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. 
find us at blacklistcandles.com and all social media platforms. See you all soon. All right, y'all. This is where I put on my marketing coach cap and offer up some marketing tips that you can use in your everyday life. So today I want to give a nice tip and say invest in a CRM. CRM stands for Customer Relationship Manager. This is something that you will use to stay in contact with your customers. So this is definitely for anyone selling a product. You should definitely look into a CRM. So you know how you order something, for example, from Fenty. And then you get the text messages, you get the emails about their sales, what's going on, or anywhere you've been and shopped online and they send you, oh, we've missed you email. They're using a CRM, Customer Relationship Manager. This is how you stay in contact with those customers after they've made a purchase so you don't lose anyone. Every once in a while, pop up. You know, out of sight, out of mind. So you want to stay relevant to your customers. And this helps with repeat customers for sure. I just want to say they're about, there's a few of them. Um, There's ConvertKit, MailChimp, Constant Contact. I say look into some of those. And there are some that also have text messaging options. And I know some people, oh, emails are, oh, no. People still check their emails. People still see emails. I wouldn't stray too far away from it, but I'm not here to tell you what exactly to do. So if you want to just text to stay in contact with your customers, like I said, there are some of those CRMs that have that option, but definitely look into getting one. I feel like it's very important. You can Send automated emails, schedule emails. You can set up a plan of if a customer does this, what emails will go out. If customer does B, certain emails will go out just to make sure that you're staying in your customer's face where they don't forget about you and not having to do all of the work. It may take some time just to set up everything. Uh, I personally use ConvertKit. And I use that to send out my emails about my business of the month and then my podcast episodes. And I picked a format. I set it up, imported my list of people. And yeah, it's been working very smoothly for me thus far. So remember, CRM, Customer Relationship Manager. And we have ConvertKit, MailChimp, constant contact just to name a few look into those and other platforms for crms so now that i've given you some great marketing tips i am going to put back on my podcast host hat and get into the benediction portion of our episode i don't have an affirmation or necessarily a prayer But this time I do have a scripture that I want to provide you all or leave you all with. This is a scripture that I came across and I've loved and tried to live by it to the best of my ability. 
It is Matthew 6, 34, which says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And it's supposed to speak more so to owning worldly possessions. But for me, I try to apply that to everyday life. Like there is nothing to stress about just... If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I'm not going to stress about it. I want to say that from Matthew 6, 25, all the way to 34, that's where it really touches on not worrying about too much because God is going to provide just like he does for the birds and everything else on this earth that he created. I would definitely say look into reading that portion something to think about, something to keep you motivated and moving forward. And thank you so much for being with me. I thank Brooke for sitting with me and that's Brooke Jones of HBCU Dolls. Make sure that you check her out. She's in Target. She's in Walmart. She is also at Sam's Club now. That's pretty exciting. So if all my Sam shoppers, make sure you look for her. HBCU Dolls. Make sure you look for her and check her out in Target for sure. And also to the other dolls, you got Naturalista. Make sure you check those out. And in the month of December, I am usually out and about going down these toy aisles, trying to show you as many Black-owned businesses that I can, or at least Black characters that you can, you should support, I should say. So check me out doing that on our Instagram at cpdollars.com underscore LLC. I'll be posting a lot there, which will also go to my Facebook at cpdollars.com. As always, it's been great. I love you. And see you next time. Did you know that you can engage with CE Talks, the Black Entrepreneur's Mid-Month Motivation, by checking out the podcast on Spotify and looking out for the Q&A and or polls that will be posted with each episode. Check in and let us know how you're feeling.